You are listening to The Reach Podcast with Elim's National Evangelist and Head of Evangelism, Mark Greenwood, in conversation with a bunch of his mates, bringing their wisdom, stories and insight, inspiring you to inspire others. This is The Reach Podcast. You are listening to The Reach Podcast with me, Mark Greenwood. And me, Sarah Whittleston. Yay, Sarah. What our listeners don't know is that you're such a party animal. You are dancing to words like, what's wrong with you? Because I love to boogie. I, I love can't to help boogie. It. You can't help it, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> I always feel like, because, you know, whenever we speak on the phone, mm-hmm. um, I always feel duty bound to go, all right, then how are you doing? Do Am I allowed to have that? I have noticed that I you have, do that, Mark. I know. I've tried not to do it, and then it feels like empty. Yeah. Well, if you ever ring me and you don't say that, I think yeah. there's something wrong with you, and okay, I need to send right. people to help you. So yeah, yeah. And you might need to pray, which is what you do really, really well. Well, on... well, you faking it? Are you no. faking it? I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> It'll all be revealed in the end anyway, won't it, right? You'll be all right. Chris, Chris doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast. You'll be all right. It's fine. It's, all be, it's fine. It's no problem. I am so excited that my mate Sarah Wilston's on this podcast today. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're a bit of a busy lady, so I really, really Pleasure. appreciate it. Now, nah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Just for people that are listening to this podcast who might not know uh, you or what you do, okay. or, or for people that have often wondered, what is it she actually does? Then could you just tell us a little bit of what you're doing in your life? And Mm -hmm. then we're going to dig deep into these little fun questions, which I always ask all of our guests, which I know you're really excited about. I am! Because because I was a youth worker for so many years. Yeah, yeah. You are. You Um, are. Okay, so seriously now, seriously. Seriously Um, now. So I have two jobs. One yep. of them is I'm the co-lead pastor of Elam Life Church in North yep. Birmingham. Cool. Been here about 11 years. Absolutely love it. Um, brilliant church, great community, great city to be part of. Um, and then I also lead something called Elam Prayer, yep. which is um, Elam's national ministry for prayer, where we just absolutely love to champion life transforming prayer across the movement and as part of the kingdom of God. So those are kind of like my two roles. So obviously yep. one is like local church leadership. And then the Elam prayer is all about enabling and equipping and empowering, just kind of inspiring people to pray. So whether that's leaders, whether that's working with churches to create creative prayer spaces or to build a prayer strategy to trade up intercessors. Um, and also then I get the joy of representing Elim in lots yeah. of things to do with prayer. So it's, it's a real mix of things. And I love it. That's so good. And I have to say, I mean, I can't speak for the local church thing that you're at because I've not really been there that much, apart from occasionally speaking. But you are doing a phenomenal job at oh. getting prayer on the agenda. And I love the fact that you call it life transforming prayer as well, rather than. Yeah, that sounds a little bit more exciting than prayer. Well, I do think that sometimes people think prayer is really boring and. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel a little bit boring. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Uh, yeah. There are times you're like, I'm not sure anything's happening here. But yeah. yes. the reality is it's meant to change us and it's meant to change yeah. things around us. So life transforming was something that God spoke really clearly to yeah, me about. It. So yeah, it's good. Brilliant. Love it. Okay. So 
Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You brace yourself. I am going to take you out because you're a mate of mine. We've been friends for a very, very long time. People would be shocked because obviously we look like we're 25. We do look like we're 25. People would be shocked to know that we've probably been friends for about 25 years. What? Like from toddlers? It has. It's been a long time. We might chat a little bit more about that later. But well, I haven't I haven't seen you for a little while in lockdown, and so we get together. And I thought, you know, all right, we're going to go out for a bite to eat. Mm. So I take you out for two courses for a tenner. Two courses <laughs> for a tenner. It's You've a always been so generous, Greeny. <laughs> so generous. Well, I can't spend any more because it's on Elam. So no two courses for a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you go mm. um, start from a main, or do you go? Let me give you the other option. You're shaking your head. Start from the main. Okay, main and a pudding. You're going to go main and a pudding, aren't you? To be honest, sometimes I go starter and a pudding, but main and a pudding. Have you actually gone starter and a pudding sometimes? Yeah. Controversial. Mm, well, if the pudding is worth it. So essentially, oh. I look at the menu, I find out what the pudding is, and then Fair I look at what I can make space for, dependent upon what pudding I'm having. Okay, well, th- I was going to ask that then. So if... So you like main and a pudding. Let's assume you're going to go main and a pudding. Would yeah. there be any starter that if you saw that on the menu, you'd say, I'm not having a pudding? Never. I'm having that. What? Never? Never. Right. Mm-mm. The reason I eat out yeah. is to treat myself with puddings or desserts, <laughs> as we call it in my life. Desserts. Dad, nice. <laughs> so that, let me get this right. The only reason you eat out is to treat yourself to a pudding. Yeah. Because it, most of the time I try to live really healthy. So if I eat oh, that, no, it's, okay. it's treat time. Oh, no, okay, fair dude. Because I was going to suggest, here's a radical thought, get some puddings at home. But no, now I understand that you're trying to eat healthily. Do you eat healthily, Sarah? Most of the time. Well, most don't. of the time. Because um, if we're being really candid and honest... I think weight, we are. Weight, <laughs> weight has been an interesting journey in my life. So I You try. can share that with me because I feel your pain, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I try very Is that your takeaway arriving? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I've got, um, there's a dessert shop that delivers around the corner. There's oh, the best waffles no. and chocolate in the world. Okay, all right. Okay, so <laughs> you say I try to eat healthily at home. Have yeah. you, how many desserts have you had delivered during lockdown? Oh, in lockdown? Yeah. Actually, not that many. Oh, what are you doing, mate? You're messing No, about. I've had... Well, yeah, because I'm not getting out and exercising as much. So, uh, true. I, yeah, I would say less than half a dozen. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, so long don't as ask me not... how many takeaways I've had. <laughs> no, I don't. More. So long as that half a dozen has not all been in the last week, then that's okay. Well, let's just move on. Is it? What's move on. Moving on. I thought we were talking about prayer and evangelism. But anyway. Okay. So that's answered my question then. Okay. Now, I am, as you rightly said, very, 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 very generous. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after we've had our little meal, we're going out for a little walk, get a bit of exercise. And I just said to you, oh, feel like a bit of a snack. Do you go for yeah. chocolate or sweets? Chocolate mm. or sweets? For snackage after yeah. our meal. Um, or chocolate. even in the afternoon, if you're feeling a bit, <laughs> actually still chocolate in it for you. It's just, yeah. I mean, occasionally, yeah, no, it's chocolate. <laughs> 
Unless it's a sour sweet. If you got me a sour sweet, I could be tempted. Oh. Like one of those like jaw breaker gobstoppers that makes your eyes water, makes you oh. want to pop it on the inside. Oh, those. yeah. I'd be tempted. I wouldn't tempted. buy you any of those on principle, to be honest with you. I mean, I've made grown people cry by sharing my sour sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. You seem slightly proud of that fact, which is disturbing. Mm. Yeah, okay. No, so that's gone in the autobiography. That's in there. It's in there. Now, I kind of feel this next question's a bit pointless, but I'm stubborn, so I'm going to ask it. Do okay. you go chocolate or crisps? Chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Yeah, I answered that one for you, really. Yeah. Chocolate, innit? Yeah. I mean, okay. I will have a crisp or two, but, you know. A crisp or two? That goes really well. It came out really well. I did say this to you once about something, and you looked at me in all seriousness, and you said, well, I am well smart. So that is true. So I suppose there's there's always a risk, isn't there? There's always a risk. If people have tuned out at this point, let me just encourage you. We will get to the good stuff. We will. We will. Now, this is this is the bit that people really want to hear, honestly. So uh, no, no. What okay, 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 okay. Cheese board, favorite cheese. You're only allowed one cheese. Which would it be? Uh, I'm from Caffilly in know, the South Wales. Look, right. Okay, and look. no, no, it's white, it's crumbly, it's yeah. not too mature, so it smells like feet. It's lovely. <laughs> you don't want cheese that smells like feet. Oh, it's bad, that mature stuff. It is, but can I just... <laughs> Sorry, I, I that's going to come over very well. <laughs> it is, it is. I don't want to question your integrity here, but I'm going to Ooh. question your integrity. Oh, right, on, do, you, do you... Go on, then. Go on, that was a bit aggressive, wasn't it? No, no, it's a little challenge, little challenge Mm. here. I want you to, Jesus is listening, so I want you to answer honestly. Do you really prefer Kefili or are you just being like tribal loyalty? No, I genuinely, it would be Kefili, it would be Kefili cheese, then Wensleydale, probably with cranberries or berries or something like that. Mm. And then like a a brie. Like a brie, a Kefili brie. (laughs) (laughs) If they do, um, yeah. Yes, you're right, you're right. You got to support local economy. That's understandable. I think so. Okay, now I am I mean, really... I will take ten percent off of any purchase right. of Gavinity. Rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. And I will tie that then back into England. Yeah. So you'll get that's one percent. That's rubbish. <laughs> I just had to do the sums on that. <laughs> so it does not. Um, so this is interesting. Favorite film and why? Oh, mate! Well, I was like, I can't answer that. Don't Any... say Kefili, no, because they've not no. done a film called Kefili. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with Kefili in it? Yeah. No, I am. Um, it's really hard because yeah. I love films, I love movies, I love stories. I know you do. And so, like, I my top ten can change, but if I had to pick one, yeah which is an absolute classic that I could watch over and over and That's over it. again. That's it. It would be It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, the amount of people say that. I can't do it. Oh, greedy! I've tried. It is, it is like, without being too spiritual, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of figuring out who you are in the world oh. and the impact that one life can make. Come on, preach it. Preach you know it. I mean? and, and it's beautifully oh. acted. I feel like there should be a little worship band coming on now and doing an appeal. (laughs) The music, the score is gorgeous. Okay. 
And yeah. it's old school Hollywood. Yeah. Come the on. only the only score I'm interested in is England 25, Wales 0. That's the only Whoa. score. Oh. We were in the same room right now and <laughs> we're not physically distanced. I would arm wrestle you for that. I know you friend. would. The thing is, I know that you're not even joking. I know that's no, the I'm case. Not. But like, I've, look, I have tried every year for the past three years, right, because I'm going to do a little name drop here. My friend Jay John loves that film, right? And he said to me, hey, I've I'm got... Hey, I'm in good yeah, company. You are. He said to me, I've got to watch it. And I've tried. I just well, can't do it. clearly you haven't tried hard enough, Mark. You I just tried. put it on the TV. <laughs> you sit there till it's finished. No, it's so what, hard. What, what, what about The Grinch You Stole Christmas? Like, that's what I want to watch at Christmas. Yeah, but that really does say a lot about us. But we'll yeah. move on. <laughs> Let's move on. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's probably a lot of shaking, disappointed heads right now. Coffee <laughs> or tea? I don't like tea. I no, love you don't coffee. Love. You don't actually like tea at all? There is a story. Do you want me to tell you the story of why I don't like tea? Yes. Yeah, what about kefili tea? Do you like that? I mean, I love kefili, and if people <laughs> want to drink tea there, then go ahead. Okay, but I do want to, you, you do know I want to hear the story. So, when I was growing up, yeah. Um, the kitchen was on the bottom of the house. Yeah. And the living room was uh, one floor up. Yeah. And grew up in a single parent family. And so as soon as I was able to safely boil the kettle, my mum <laughs> would really appreciate it if I made a cup of tea for her. Okay. And so I lied. <gasps> I said, I don't like tea, mum. So I can't make you tea because I don't know how it's supposed to be. Oh, to your lovely mum. To my really lovely <gasps> mum. In fact, oh. if you're listening, Mum, I'm so sorry. Does she not um, know this even to this day? I don't think she does. She's <laughs> like confessions, man. I know. Oh. Um, and and then eventually, I just stopped liking tea. It's like this psychosomatic thing happened. But now, even the smell of tea, I'm not a big fan. Now, I don't mind a bit of a fruity tea, but honestly, yeah. I like strong black coffee. I will not do instant. God bless everyone who can do instant. No, All I can't. The best do it. I am with you. If I'm gonna have caffeine in my body and do that to my body, it has got to taste good and feel good and make okay. me feel good. Okay, so am I right in saying that Elim's lead on prayer, yeah. spoke a lie, believed yeah. it, and now lives yeah. in that lie? Yeah, that is the Ooh. truth. <laughs> that is the truth. So I'm a little bit proud of that, which is slightly concerning. Anyway, I'm not then. proud of it, but I have, been, I have confessed it, and that feels good. Uh, did you? <laughs> Shall I get some crackers and rye bean and we'll have a bit of communion as well? Do you know? Yeah, let's do it. We'll do that. We'll what do kind that. of crackers, though? Are we going wafers? Oh. Are we going... Clearly Caffilly ones. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a bit of black pepper. Anyway, black pe Oh, yes, yes. So, um, Pepsi Max or Coca-Cola? Oh, ooh, neither. Neither? No. Would you, would you just go for water? Well... Again, if I if I have fizzy drinks, yeah. <laughs> they make me a bit burpy. Oh, I'd <laughs> so, love to see that. So I tend to only occasionally have fizzy drinks at home, mm. where it doesn't matter if it it's safe to burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to lose all my jobs after this you podcast, are, today, Mark. Yeah, you certainly are. Okay, you're not going to fizzy thanks. drink while you're doing this podcast. Although I might find no, water, might find water. a little I might find a little sound effect anyway, just in case. <laughs> I mean, I can see what I can brew up, but let's yeah, I know. I think I know the answer to this one. Favorite sport to watch? Rugby. Yeah, there you go. Knew that. I'm, I'm Welsh. Yeah, exactly. It's literally in our blood. 
It is actually, isn't it? It's not just a spot, is it? It's it's no. culture, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Apart from my book on evangelism, yes. Yes. which is your favourite book on evangelism slash mission? And Ooh. in fact, I tell you what. I tell you what we'll do. I tell you what we'll do. We'll broaden it a little bit because yeah. your prayer. So yes. specifically, then, is there a favourite? Is there a book that you think that's a great book on? on prayer in mission or praying for Ooh. that sort of stuff so i got two answers to this <laughs> I and I don't know. so okay my first one is um jackie pullinger's true story chasing the dragon yeah cool. i read that when i was a teenager first coming to know jesus for myself as a friend and savior and like this mm. story of someone who was so brave and so faithful yeah. and so willing to go and do whatever god wanted to do but it was all based in prayer and being led by the spirit. So that yeah. was really instrumental. And then I think the other one is the one that really stirred my heart for prayer as okay. a young adult. So I was like in my twenties, okay. I was a trainee minister. I was in Gloucester. Someone bought me a book called Punk Monk. Punk Monk. Yes. yes! Come on. <laughs> Andy Freeman and Pete Gregg. And yes. um, this book literally changed my life. Wow. Because in this, it's all about working with young people, building these, communities of hospitality and prayer and mission mm. um and it was that that just grabbed my attention because I think up until that point I'd not really understood what prayer could be I'd yeah. seen it as a chore I'd seen it as something you should do I felt really guilty about not doing it enough um, and this but literally it was one of those catalyst moments like those watershed moments where, like you read it and you are different because of it and part yeah. of the reason is that there's a vision and a picture in the book which is almost exactly the same vision and picture that God had used to call me to step into full-time leadership and wow. evangelism like five, six, seven years earlier than that point. Amazing. So it was one of those, like, the room darkens, it's yes. just you and the Lord, goosebumps yeah. everywhere. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I would say that. And it is really good at, like, prayer, hospitality, and mission. These things go together brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a great recommendation you are listening to the reach podcast with me mark greenwood and me sarah whittleston yeah and still she dances i love that i do love it i love it i wish that this was a visual podcast as well no. i think a lot of people would no okay. i think a lot of people would be very i think you'd still dance on the visual podcast as oh well, yeah though. for sure you it's, it's it's like so to me. it is exactly who you are exactly now sarah what one of the things i um love about you one of the many things i love Charming. about you is you are uh, genuinely a leader i admire and respect i love i love your love for jesus that's something that really uh stands out to me and and i love what you've done developing the life transforming prayer across elim it's been remarkable and particularly you know, as we're recording this podcast, it's in lockdown, how you've managed to, you know, engage the, the clues in the name. You've engaged yeah. people across the globe with prayer. It's been fantastic. And we're going to explore prayer um, in a few moments. But what a lot of people don't know about you. Um, mm -hmm. and hang on. <laughs> hang I on. Be pretty honest hang so on. far. I think you have. I think you have. No, no, I think like, We've um, we've known each other for a long time, and yeah. um, you're actually and and I still see you as as this really. You're a bit of an evangelist at heart, in truth. I know you're pastoring a church, but you've always had this this strong heart for 
for those who don't know Jesus and you you've been on some missions I think was it was it a couple of years we spent just kind of coming five on years mate. Was it five years five years oh my, my life goodness that was that was quite a little while back now I like to feel Sarah mm. and I, I'm going to be honest I don't think you quite quite saw it the same way as me but I like okay. to feel that I released you oh in, is that what you're calling it yeah that's what I, I do I do I think I like to feel I released you mm. into a, 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 a strategic speaking ministry and I know the event was wow. small and I know that yeah it was a challenging and I know I wasn't even then that you felt a bit abandoned because the mm. Lord had led me on to speak to <laughs> another another event but how what's your take on that Sarah well Mark it is incredible how the years help you reframe the past <laughs> it's we, the way uh, I do with a lot of stuff in my life we, uh, we see that a lot don't we <laughs> now let me tell you listeners <laughs> this is what actually happened this is what I felt called to share the good news about Jesus I yeah. didn't know how to do it yeah. Mark and his wife Emma yeah. very kindly took me yeah. under their wing. I think so. They taught me, they trained me, they yeah. fed me. Yeah. And Mark was like, just wherever I'm invited, I'll take yeah. you with me. Yeah. There and you go. there's a there's a bunch of us that'll go and you'll learn on the job. Yeah. Brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. Perfect. What an opportunity. But Amazing. Mark has done that with lots of people. Very yeah. grateful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I sure you should talks. be. I heard the same talks 25 <laughs> times. The same jokes, and I laughed yeah. because that's I know, what good you were mentee good. does. You were very good. I was impressed. But this particular occasion, I'm afraid, yeah. Mark, you might have remembered it differently. Oh, okay. So essentially, <laughs> Mark had the offer of a bigger gig, yeah. and uh, and was like, "Sarah, you can do the youth event." Yes. Now I say youth event. They were like four to forty in yes. this age group. Yeah. Feral as and, well. Uh, they were they were pretty feral. It was <laughs> it was one of those places where, um, I mean, we saw God do some stuff, but it was yeah. one of those places that was hard to yeah. share the good news of Jesus. People were willing or receptive, particularly. No. And so Mark abandons me, dumps me. I mean, talk about FOMO living out right before my very eyes. <laughs> and he's like, um, "You could do the youth event at the end of the at the end of the week's mission. Yeah. I'm off to a bigger and better gig somewhere else." <laughs> so. So I get there and I'm new, I'm training. Yeah. Let me tell you, listeners, if you are into evangelistic preaching, mm. do not use rhetorical questions. <laughs> Very good. Top tip. Top I tip. Great talk plans <laughs> with maybe some rhetorical questions. Uh, maybe one or two bits of feedback would have been nice. Yeah. It was like, I can't even describe how awful it was yeah. for me and how much I needed to grow. And yeah. so I'm talking, I'm doing my best. And they're shouting things out. They're being <laughs> fairly disrespectful. The other members of the team are in such deep intercession for me. I know it's going really badly. Because they <laughs> yes. are on their knees. Like shabadabbering and crying yeah, out they for the were. to return. They were. So that they Sarah were. can get out of this situation. <laughs> and it was so bad. It was just as mobile phones as how long ago it was. Were like beginning to be oh, a thing. Wow. And there's a kid at the front. Yes, his mobile phone out. <clears throat> he rings his mate who sat at the back of the room. And he's like, <laughs> she's a bit rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> go and get some chips. Love it. I love it. So 
Yeah. I learned great lessons in humility. Yeah. And I learned a lot about communication skills, what yeah. to do, what not to do. I yeah. also learned that Mark will drop you in it. Freeze <laughs> uh, on gain. And, uh, and yeah, that was a great teaching moment, mentor at the time, Mark Greenwood. Well, I, I felt that was probably what first got you into prayer. Oh. <laughs> so I think the healing movement I don't know, it got me into therapy for, Yeah, therapy more than prayer You tried prayer but it didn't work So just have therapy Meanwhile, my event went really well Yeah, I'm really, really so well. I'm thrilled for you Mark It was Fantastic. such a joy to, to do that <laughs> And I suppose you're probably going to bring up The whole thing that I nearly killed you as well On a mission Well, I, I didn't know whether I should mention it But yeah, Mark didn't <laughs> He's <me>. so new <laughs> Like, so, because, you know, we're not the kind of like, we're not diva-esque. We're not like walking into a room and expect everyone to do it for us. No. We're, we're hands-on. We are So hands we're on. setting up things. We're moving chairs. We, you know, mm. sometimes we would have like people who did music stuff come along. Yeah. We were setting up like equipment and, you know, I learned how to properly like wind up cables. So yes. Broken, you know. Good work. We are basically roadie in that night. Yes. And Greeny thinks, I know, they need some gaffer tape. Well, yeah. Gaffer tape is gold. It right? is. It's like gold in churches it and is. ministries. Gaffer tape and blue tackle, if you've got them, you are good You're laughing. Go. And a Sharpie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now, nowadays, and to be honest, some fairy yeah. lights. But anyway, at the time, it was gaffer tape. <laughs> yes. So Mark thinks, I know, I'll, I'll throw it. I think the building we were in had like a bit of a balcony and maybe it Mark did. was up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark throws. Now, if anybody knows anything about like science and gravity and all the things, <laughs> as something picks up speed, it can have quite an impact if it lands on something. It can, apparently. And, and it was like out of a cartoon. It like hit me. I felt like David and Goliath. It hit me on the forehead. And I was like dazed and confused, falling to the ground, like little birds tweeted around my head, a bit of a lump starting to appear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've lost a few seconds of my life there. I know. I feel like this podcast has taken a little bit of a turn for the worst. I know. No, we are going to talk about praying evangelism. We are. But, you, know, you just need to know who it is you're dealing it's, with. I think it's really important. It really, really is. But they were great times, weren't they? They really were. Thanks for saying that. No, no <laughs> honestly. Amazing like, times. What a great start mm. in figuring out how to lead and how mm. to communicate. And uh, I have to say, it, one of the best things about it was that we got to work with so many different flavours yeah, of God's absolutely, church. Absolutely, absolutely. And that was a joy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that that really teaches you quite a lot of things, doesn't it, when you're in a yeah. different context and different environment. Now, people who are listening to this podcast uh, will know that in Elim, we really believe in the journey in terms of people coming to faith. And I, and yeah. I know, I know you're there, Sarah. I know that's exactly where you're at, that you, you believe in the journey and locally, that's something you are obviously carving out and developing. Um, but I just wonder what your thoughts are on that whole kind of journey behind which a person comes to faith. I think the journey thing is really helped with relationships. Yeah. Interesting. I was talking to someone today and they were saying, you know, we took them to something to hear about Jesus. But it wasn't until I sat down at a coffee with them and I was able to explain it a bit more. And then they said yes to Jesus over a coffee. Wow, I love and that. I, and I think there is something about building relationships. And sometimes as leaders and, and as Christians, disciples, mm. we are not always good at, at 
finding those connections, not as yeah. a project, like I'm going to see you soon. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But as a way of developing relationships. So I think the journey thing is really, really important and building relationships are really important. But I do think there comes a point when mm. um, we have to give people an opportunity to respond as well, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like it is such yeah, good no, news. Yeah. Like why yeah. wouldn't you want someone to, to have an opportunity to say, yes or no or maybe or you know you want them to have that opportunity so I think when the journey is really important I think it's recognizing it I think there are lots of parts of people's journey that can help switch them on to Jesus or actually if we're not careful help switch them off yeah very true Um, so I think being authentic and building relationships is a massive part of that you know yeah yeah how do you like how do you see the big yes that moment when people become Christians what what does that mean in your mind how do you because you're wearing two hats today you've got the, yeah. the, the prayer thing but you're a local church pastor mm. as well and have been journeying with people yeah that's great um so I, I love the big yes moments because mm. I'm a preacher I'm a preacher girl yeah I absolutely love, I love preaching um, yeah. and there's there's nothing quite like getting to the moment where you sense the spirit is saying okay like give an opportunity for people to respond and when you see people going big yes like I'm all in I'm saying yes I've they've maybe explored it a little bit they've maybe been in friendship with Christians they've maybe done something like an alpha course or whatever and they're like I I I don't know it all but I know what I'm saying yes to yeah and I think for for leaders and churches and pastors we celebrate that moment Mm. But the thing is, the big yes is the start. Yeah, <laughs> it's got, not yeah. like oh, it's not like job done. No good. It's actually um, the gateway to discipleship. Then because yeah. um, they've said a big yes, they they've said yes to this, and it might mean a big change in their life. Yeah, they've not just said yes to Jesus. They've also said yes to a community. Yes to being yeah. part of the family of God. And so I think it becomes an entryway and you know a gateway to discipleship. So when you do the big yes, I think the follow up to the big yes is as important as making an opportunity for people to say a big yes because things have changed in their lives and yeah, it's right. our responsibility as a community of people to go let me help you carry on on that journey the journey isn't let's just get them to say yes the journey is we want to see them loving jesus yeah. loving others growing in that like shaking off the stuff that's like hindered them and, and see them into freedom and relationship and forgiveness with god so so I think, yeah, I love the big yes moment. There's something in me that just loves that moment. I see, and sometimes you physically see it, you know, like you see someone's face change or you see like their shoulders move and you realize, yes. man, they're not carrying shame or guilt or, you know, you, you can sometimes see it physically on someone's face. They're glowing. Yeah. So for absolutely. me, I love that moment. And I think we should make lots of opportunities for that. But it's just the start. It's just the no, start. I, I love that. I think that's really important, actually, because I think, You know, so often when we're sharing the gospel, our focus is um, getting people to sort of give up where they've been before. And it's almost like, oh, you're a Christian now. But actually that gateway into I love that Mm. concept because God really spoke to me a few years ago in my own gospel preaching. And I realized a little bit of confession here, Sarah. I realized that I'd focused a lot on calling people to give up something. And, and I hadn't really focused on showing them what they're just about to embrace and sh- what they're supposed yeah. to get, what they're just going to get. And that that tweaked and changed something in my own preaching. So I, I always see in my own appeals now that I'm calling people, yes, from something, but for yeah. something yeah. as well. And it's, it's really you know, good. It is the day a person says yes to Jesus. It's almost like now I've got this 
sort of big smile on my heart, if not on my face, because it's like you 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 don't know what's ahead of you now. You're thinking this, but yeah. actually you've got a whole. And I love that phrase adventure. And we need to put the adventure back into yeah. the big yes, don't we? Come and on. People it's, changing and transforming. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I think that's why, uh, you know, that's why being part of a community, getting people plugged into a community of faith is so important. And I know mm. in, in lockdown, we have realized so much that, I mean, we always knew attendance didn't equal discipleship, but I like, yeah. now we really know, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think so for us, we've been rethinking, you know, what is that pathway to someone becoming a disciple of Jesus and growing in their discipleship? Yeah. And so someone says a big yes, then we've got to think, right, how yeah. can we help this person yeah. in their next steps? In their, And so we want to make sure there's lots of next steps for whether they Good. say big yes or little yes or healthy maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Like what, how do we help you go to the next thing? Yeah. And I think if I'm honest as well, I've probably just celebrated the big yes moment and mm. not really mm. thought enough about well, what's next for this person. Yeah, yeah. I think the what's next is a really nice thing. And there's a, there's a church in Scotland that I speaking from time to time and they've got this area just called Next Steps. They've had it all nice. branded up. And I like that because it just it is it's that. And, and actually that would be evangelistically, but they would use that in a in a response that's more geared towards Christians yeah. because I think we're primarily talking about reaching those who don't know Jesus today but I do actually really believe in that one degree of glory that being transformed yeah. transformed sorry from one degree of glory yeah. and I think we need some next steps response in all of our preaching mm. rather than just big leap response yeah. None of our preachers. I, I love that. I think it's really, really mm. important. You are listening to the Reach Podcast with me, Mark Greenwood. And me, Sarah Wilson. <laughs> I just felt like I needed to mix it up a bit. Nobody's ever done that before. Yeah. And I'm editing that out. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Actual sadness in my face. I loved it because you moved to almost a little song then. It almost broke into quite a, a melodic. If we do it again, I'll sing it. Okay, you are listening to the Reach podcast with me, Mark Greenwood, and me, Sarah Whittlestar. <laughs> Love that. that you have to so edit that one out. No, that's staying in. <laughs> that's so staying in. It really, really, in fact, I'm going to put it on loop. That is going to be the podcast <laughs> oh, right dear. there. Bless your hearts. If you're still with us, thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks. we are genuinely praying that somehow God speaks to this. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Now, Sarah, uh, in Elim, really important for us that we are a Pentecostal denomination. And um, when we repackaged our national evangelism vision or presented one, because we hadn't got one per se, important for us was about relevant words. Yeah. Important for us was about caring actions because mm -hmm. definitely we, we believe in caring for people and that causing action. And, and I've been saying on other podcasts that these, these elements inform the journey, the big yes, yes, healthy, maybe. But uber important for us is the third leg of this stool, yeah. spirit empowered. And, and I'm guessing as somebody that is a prayer person, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of, might believe in the spirit's power potentially well potentially maybe perhaps i think so definitely oh yeah and <laughs> um, yeah i mean i absolutely believe in relevant words like let's think about the yeah. impact of our words let's be kind yeah 
let's actually tell people about Jesus, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I believe in care and actions. You know, I was involved in so um, mm. many social action projects back yeah. in the day when I was first starting out. Um, but actually, we need all three. If we don't yeah. have the spirit empowering, then it's all just works. Yeah. It's all just words. Yeah. And it's, it's Holy Spirit who convicts people. Yeah, it's no, Holy definitely. Spirit who reveals Jesus. Like yeah. I, I can't, I can talk to people. I can show people the love of God, but it's only the Holy Spirit that helps them understand, oh, this is for me and Jesus loves me and Jesus likes me. And so I think if we try and do leadership or evangelism or any kind of mission really without um, spirit empowered prayer mm. and activity, then it just becomes what we can do. And we're leaving, in a sense, we're leaving God out of the equation mm. Mm. When it's spirit empowered, it's God doing what only God can do. So he partners yeah. what we bring and then yeah. God does what only God can do. And um, so often it's those things that either confirm or affirm something in someone's life. Mm. So, for example, um, I've been in a coffee shop before and I've felt that perhaps the Holy Spirit said, there's something I want you to say to that person, like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's scary, right? Yeah, right. Like, no. Um, but I, I have tried, I haven't always got it right, so I'm not perfect, but mm. I have tried to listen to those nudges of the spirit yeah. because the worst thing that could happen is I look a little bit foolish. Yeah. The best thing that can happen is it opens someone's heart to Jesus. Nice. Nice. I could be part of their journey. We were talking about the journey earlier. Mm. Mm. Um, so I, I think spirit empowered isn't just about the big miraculous signs and wonders although we love those god yeah you know, jesus when he was on earth he used those to authenticate yeah, like no absolutely. this is who i am you know yeah yeah but i do think it is much more i think galatians talks about so if i live by the spirit then walk with the spirit and i think there's this sense of if we're in our time of prayer and devotion and if we're constantly talking with god through our day he has something for the people that we're interacting yeah. with and yeah. he might want us to be part of that journey in someone else's yeah. life we might be like an instrument for him to use mm. to help connect someone with some truth about God. It might even be, you know, by, it might end up being a relevant word or a care in action, mm. Mm. but to come from that place of knowing the spirit of God, knowing Holy Spirit's voice in our lives and mm. his leadership in our lives, his guidance in our lives, yeah. which comes when you live a life of prayer. Yeah. It, it often results in people's lives being impacted for the kingdom and for good news. And I wonder, and myself included in this, if we miss sometimes the Holy Spirit nudging us mm. because either we're busy or we haven't take mm. taken time that day to tune into what he wants to say, mm. or we're perhaps fearful of looking foolish. Um, and the challenge I try and give myself, as I said, I'm not perfect. I don't always get it right. And maybe something that could encourage us as we're listening to this today is going, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the whole listening to the spirit thing. You know, maybe each day I'll say, Holy Spirit, lead me to a person that I can, share or show something of jesus to nice tell you what you pray that prayer at the start of every day do not be surprised yeah if god yeah. helps you to interact or if suddenly you are more aware of people who are always in your life yes but you've never yeah. thought oh that colleague over there or that person i would see in the supermarket i've done this before now be this is this was embarrassing yeah i was in the supermarket and i was in the queue and I was like, just, I, I hate, I'm really impatient. So that fruit of the spirit <laughs> is, a, is a hard soil in my heart to grow. And uh, I was, I picked the wrong cue again. I'm convinced yeah. it's one of my curses. Anyway, it is, clearly. <laughs> it's my thought in the flesh. And I was in this queue and I just thought, oh, 
rather than moan and be annoyed, let me just pray. I can't, like, I'm going to be here for 10 minutes. Let me use it and pray. And as I'm praying, I felt like God said, ask the cashier what's wrong with her. These people around. They're gonna look like some weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I finally like on my last bag of packing, plucked up the courage to go. Well done. Just go. Like, is there anything? <laughs> I like all stumbled out, and she's yeah. like, oh, "I've got, I've got a really bad back." Oh wow! And then I was like, "Holy Spirit!" Was like, "Well, pray for it." And I was like, "Hate that." Do do that when I get home? And he was like, I'll do it now. Ah, like, oh, yes. kidding. So, I mean, I'd love to say there were miraculous signs and wonders, but there was something about, I just said to her, can I pray for you? I'm a Christian. I believe that, you know, God's asked me to ask you that question. Would you mind? And she was like, no, that's fine. I said, I, I can just say a quick one here. I said, but I will continue to pray for you at home. So I literally just said a very simple prayer. And honestly, her face was aglow. Now, love it. Do I, I don't know if her back was healed or not because I was too scared to ask and I ran out of the shop. But yes. in that moment, <laughs> I know that I have left her more open to God, Very good. to Very Jesus, good. to others picking up that conversation than I yeah. would have if I'd stayed silent. I love that. I want to, a couple of things on that just made me made me think. I I think sometimes um, praying for somebody. Yeah, of course, let's believe that God's going to heal people and there's going to be something dramatic. Yeah. We serve a God that does that. Absolutely. But actually, sometimes praying for somebody can be a caring action, can't it? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It can actually like when I've done that, I've, I've been quite blown away by how blown away people have been. Mm. Um, and, and not only can it be a caring action, but I think it can be a healthy maybe as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if. If people feel something, and when, often when I've prayed for people, um, they felt something. Yeah. You know, they, they've not been able to quantify what it is. I have, but they felt something which has often made them think, oh, gosh, what's, what's that yeah. all about? And I yeah. think for me, a healthy maybe, it's it's one of the broadest of the um, concentric circles or decreasing circles or whatever type of circles they are but if you imagine healthy maybe conjoined circles conjoined yeah that'll do anyway it's one of the biggest areas those yeah. are the biggest because actually there's so many ways to create mm. healthy maybe so caring actions in community can massively change you know yeah. people to become healthy maybes in the same way that actually a good honest healthy conversation, a philosophical mm. conversation with an atheist, mm. an apologetic, or praying for somebody. I think those are great ways yeah. of creating the healthy maybes. And we don't always have to see them as this, you know, somebody gets healed and they're going to become a Christian. In fact, Sarah, I have seen people not healed and yet become a Christian. Yeah. And, I've seen, and I've seen people healed and not become a yeah. Christian. And we see that even in the life of Jesus, he healed yeah. 10 lepers. Yeah. To the best of our knowledge, only one of them in any way came back. Yeah. Uh, we don't know whether they followed Jesus, that one, but we certainly know that the other nine didn't reconnect. Mm. And yet mm. we know that sometimes people, you know, di didn't get healed and, and did follow Jesus. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's a pretty broad thing. But I, I love the idea about, you know, praying, praying God creates opportunities. What? Like, give us a couple of thoughts on mm. what what can we do, like practically as well, yeah. you know. And I don't I don't mind sort of what you say on these. What 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 things can we do just to begin to develop 
um, spirit empowered, be open to the spirit, be more prayerful in our evangelism. Mm. I mean, that prayer is prayer as evangelism, isn't it? Yeah. That, that you were talking yeah, about there. So what, what, if we have, if I say to you, Sarah, give us three. And if you can't do three, that's fine. But give us about three, mm. just sort of, yeah, some, some thoughts to consider to help us to become more prayerful, more yeah. open to the spirit in our evangelism. Yeah. So that's really, that's really good, Mark. Um, so I would say that prayer isn't just about the time that you spend, but it's about inviting God to be part of all of your time. Nice, like that. So, it is, so I would say try and develop a life of prayer rather than a prayer life. A Ooh, prayer hello. life. I like that. That Don't steal it. It's going in my book. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't steal it, I promise you. You heard it here first. Yes, um, I like no, it. So because I think we think of prayer like a tick box at times. I've prayed right. for the people to know Jesus. I've prayed for the world, global things. I've ticked that box. That's not what we see, actually. We see them living a life of prayer, constant communication with the Father, is what yeah. Jesus said. Yeah. And then he said, I'll only do what the Father says for me to do. I'll, I'm representing the Father. Yeah. So if Jesus himself is saying that, I'm like, we could learn some of that. So I think one is trying to develop a life of prayer. So practice listening to God in prayer in the most mundane and boring things. When you're right. waiting for the kettle to boil, when you're nice. uh, at a traffic light, when you're waiting to pick the kids up from school, um, when you're trying to get them to sleep at night, like what, whatever it is, you know, when you're um, riding a lift at work, maybe you go up and yeah. down a lift when you're on public transport. Those things that, if we're honest, often we end up scrolling on our, on our devices, which is not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Use those to listen to God instead. So the one is develop a life of prayer, not a prayer life. Number two, I would say, is learn to recognize God's voice. So the more you do that, the more you recognize it. Now, one of the ways Mm. that helps me with that is I journal. I don't like write copious amounts every day. I sometimes put them in my phone. Yeah. I don't know why I'm holding them up to the screen because it's a podcast, <laughs> but I just have my phone up to the screen um, or I write them down and then I test them. So great. I want to be knowing how God speaks to me and how God speaks to me might be different to how he speaks to you. And then I start to get a sense of confidence around that personally and privately. So then in the third option, when I have an opportunity to do something publicly, I'm listening to God anyway. I've learned to recognize his voice. Now I've got more confidence that this is probably God and not too much kaffini cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I'm going to just bring it back. I'm going to like share that thing. And I, that is something that I've, I'm continually trying to develop in my life. And then the other thing I would say is put yourself in positions where you will meet people who don't yet know Jesus. Lovely. Like that. So I joined uh, a slimming club. I won't say which one. I affectionately call fat club. Please don't let anyone get offended. <laughs> you, ca- you can't see me, but I am overweight. Please don't get offended. That is at myself, not anyone else. Yes. Um, now I could have done it online and all that kind of stuff, but I wanted to be with people who don't yet know Jesus on a regular basis, not mm. because they're projects, but because as a church leader and a prayer leader, most of my time is spent with people who already know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've also joined the gym as well for that very reason. I could do the couch to 5K on my own down the street, but I'm like, no, I want to be around people mm. who don't yet know and, and looking for opportunities to build relationships, mm. to build friendships, to connect with people, to get to know people. I very rarely tell people straight off the bat what I do because it mm. freaks some people out. No, absolutely. And, and I want them just to get to know who I am. And, and then when you're in those environments, 
there have been times when I just felt the spirit say, go ask that person how they're doing. Right. I think they, this person needs encouragement. Like, I, and, and so that's, yeah, so that's what I would say. I know that's love four that. or three. No, I love that. That's really, really good. Time has gone and we're going to have to finish what? in. I know, honestly, it flies. Look, the two of us over talking never. I know. It's never I'd happened before. Never happened before. But I tell you what, I'd just be interested. Um, do you, just going back to the voice of God, and we'll, we'll, we'll have to be yeah. fairly quick on this, but I would be really interested. I think people would find it helpful. Do you feel or do you go through seasons where you feel you hear more from God and Mm. times where you feel you hear a bit less? And is that directly proportionate to the time that you are spending in prayer? And do you think you can answer that? Mm. Well, I'll attempt to answer it (laughs) and say that there have been seasons in my life where I've not felt like I could God's yeah. voice. Yeah. So um, I had a whole year. Mm. Wow. <laughs> actually, where God said at the start of the year, this is going to be a wilderness year. Oh, gee, thanks oh, for that. Great. Thanks for Joy, that. Joy, glory. <laughs> and so that whole year, yeah. I heard for God from God for the things that he had entrusted to me to. So for sermons and, yeah. and for leadership. But personally, wow. there was no new revelation for me. And uh, I learned a lot about being consistent in my relationship with God and faithful, good. whether it felt like I was getting anything out of it or not. Good, so good. I would say there are seasons where that happens and for various reasons. And I haven't got time to go into all the things that God did yeah. out of that time, yeah. but it learned me to trust in him even when I can't hear his voice yeah. um, because I could still read the Bible and there's still truth in there that got encouraged you. me. Yeah. Um, but I would say if you want to get to know someone, spending time with them is the best way yeah, to get to know no, someone if you want to get to know someone doing stuff together is the best way Very so good. i want to join in with what god's doing i want to know his voice and so i need to be intentional about setting that time aside and leaders can i just for a moment say to our leaders myself included if we are not leading from a place of abiding in god then mm. we will only do what we can do yeah, yeah, and we won't see God do what only God can do. Yeah, we'll more easily get frustrated and disappointment, disappointed and fed up. Um, but in that place of abiding and being in Him, the stuff overflows the fruit, the kingdom, yeah, the mission, good. all that. Um, so I would say that it is easier to hear God's voice, um, when we can get to know it and we get to know where and when you know we're most receptive to it. Yeah, so if you're not yeah. a morning person, don't give the majority of your time in prayer in the morning, do it yeah, when you're good. most alert. Yeah, so. no, good shout. Sarah, thank you so much. That's been great fun. I really yeah, enjoyed sure. it. And that's uh, real nuggets and practical helps there. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye. That was The Reach Podcast with Mark Greenwood. Stay connected on Twitter by following at Elim Reach or to follow Mark personally at Rev Greeny. Be sure to listen in to another Reach Podcast.